I'm Scott Doner, and this is my wife, Linda. We've been coming to Celebration Church for two years, and this is my story. I had a brain abscess, and it's a pretty serious illness. I got it from the streptococcal virus that was in my mouth that um, had had gotten into my, my bloodstream through some dental work that I, I had done, uh, some, some implants that I had. Um, I was hospitalized for 13 weeks. They, they had to drill a hole in my head and operate on my brain. Um, so I was in intensive care for seven weeks and actually in a coma for four weeks. The prognosis in my case was 0% to none for recovery. Um, before me, I think everybody died. Actually, the doctor said to make arrangements. Um, I knew what he was talking about, but the arrangements I made was to call my home group and seek prayer. Um, there wasn't a day that went by that I did not get an email or a text from my home group, uh, the Chacones, the best home group ever. And uh, they brought me food. They uh, went to the hospital, and we had praise and worship because that's Scott's favorite uh, is praise and worship. Uh, Cindy and Jim Bailey also showed up to the hospital on several occasions. I would give Cindy an update every morning because she would ask how Scott is doing. And it really touched my heart because... You know, life goes on. People are so busy with their work, their families, church, and not one day went by that I didn't get a, a, a message from Cindy in the morning. How Scott's? How is Scott's uh, progress? Progress. How is he doing today? Can I come by today? And they also brought me food and gift cards to help with the day to day. And so, being being on the dream team, um, you know we has helped us to make those connections and um, you know to to really cement um, some of the relationships that we have here where you know if you're greeting you see people every week and, and you say hello and, and you start to become involved in their lives um, I'm sure the same thing happens with the hospitality group or you know the ushers or you know, just being involved in the life of the church has—it's um, been a very rewarding experience. It's—it's it's more like a family because when there was a time of need, they were there for us. Um, join a life group, get involved, um, become a member of the Dream Team, um, and and plug in and play at the church here. It's, it's changed our lives. You know, there, there's a few reasons why I, I appreciate that testimony. As you guys know, um, healings for the past year and a half and miracles happen every single weekend here. And we just never get used to it. It's always exciting. It's always fun. But when I hear a story like that, it reminds me that these healings and these miracles sometimes they happen down here with prayer partners sometimes they happen in home groups um, but they're happening everywhere but you, you've got to 
not treat this service like an event where you just kind of show up and leave, show up and leave. Get connected with us. Get connected with us. That uh, Scott's life group would go to the hospital every day and pray and pray and pray and pray. If something happens to you and you're not connected, we don't know what's going on. And we want to dive into your life. The Bible says in Psalms 56, 9, every time you pray, the tide of the battle turns. And sometimes you need more than one person praying. Are you with me? Say yes. All right. So I'm going to dive into our talk this morning. Um, uh, I've got two scriptures to share with you. Uh, actually, two different passages to share. And what's interesting is that's all I got. I got two passages to share and that's it. I don't have like a traditional sermon for you. In fact, this morning I was driving and uh, I realized I don't even have a title. I was getting a text message from the media team. What's the title? I'm like, I don't have a title. I don't have a title. I got two important things I need to say, but I don't have a title. And I was like, you know what? That's our title. So there you go. Watch this. No title. I don't have a title, but what I'm about to say is very important, okay? So no fancy title that rhymes, <laughs> but I got, I got something important to say. And, and the, the two passages that I'm going to share with you are inside the app so you can follow along with me, but I don't want you to read it while I'm telling you what it says. I want you to, to just keep your eyes on me. I want you to catch what I'm saying. I don't want you to just read it and like, okay, great. What's the next point? I want you to catch what I'm saying. You can study it later. And after I tell it to you, you might make your own notes inside the app, which is great, but let me dive into it. In Romans chapter 13, verse 12, it says this, the night is almost over. The day of salvation is drawing near. So remove like dirty clothes your dark deeds and put on shiny armor, which is living right. Because, this is verse 13, because you belong to the day you should live decent lives for everybody to see. And do not participate in the darkness. Allow me to be repetitive just for a moment. Do not participate in the darkness. And then it describes what the darkness is. Wild parties drunkenness, sexual promiscuity, immoral living, quarreling, and jealousy. Instead, verse 14, put on the presence of Jesus Christ. Put it on, like I put this sweater on. Put on the presence of Jesus Christ and do not think, don't even think, Think about it. Don't even think about how to indulge in your evil desires. 
The minute that thought crosses your mind, remove and replace, remove and replace. Don't even think about it because if whatever you, whatever thoughts you entertain, reveal the spirits that you're entertaining. Uh, let me see if I can illustrate this with a, uh, you might as well just stay up here. We're going to use you. And uh, let me see. I need this whole front row right here. Come on up here. Stand right here. Uh, and uh, we're going to get you. Uh, there we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. We got you good. I'm really proud of myself. I tied a slip knot. I'm like, whoo, check it out. Watch. Let's see. Watch this. <laughs> I'm really proud of myself. I couldn't do it twice, but I did it once. All right. So watch this. I want all of you guys stand right here. Okay. Now, welcome to church. So glad you're here, but you're all demons in this situation. Okay. All right. So look demony. There you go. There you go. Put your hands up. There you go. When Dwayne wakes up in the morning, he gets his cup of coffee, he gets his everything bagel, he puts his cream cheese on it, he walks out the door, and the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against evil spirits. Now watch this. When he wakes up in the morning, put that checklist up there for me. Wild parties, drunkenness, sexual promiscuity, immoral living, quarreling, jealousy. I'm not going to spend any time on the first four because the fifth one is a lot more fun. Watch this. Quarreling, fighting, arguing. It's pulling him, pulling him. Come participate with us. Come participate with us. That's why the scripture says do not participate. When these people, whoever they are, I had a guy in front of me in the car. He was driving really slow and he was pointing at me in his side mirror, pointing at me while he was driving so I could see him. He was pointing at me. And I'm sitting here going, you're trying to get me to participate in, with you. You want me to participate. It has nothing to do with the guy driving the car. Nothing to do with it. There's, there's spirits saying, come on, Frankie, let's participate with this guy. And if that doesn't work, come on, guys, we're going to try to get him in another angle. Here's the deal. I'm not going to preach against wine or alcohol. Scoot right over here because it's in the Bible. Paul told Timothy, go ahead and drink. But drunkenness is on the list. What happened to my list? Drunkenness is on the list. It's number two. So when you're enjoying your, your, your Merlot or Cab Sav or whatever suits your fancy, it, and you're enjoying it, just know the minute, and only you know. Bzzz. Bzzz. As soon as that bzzz starts to kick in, come on. Bzzz. You know it. Bzzz. One more drip. The buzzing is coming. Don't put your church face on this morning. <laughs> At that moment, it's pulling, it's pulling, it's pulling, it's pulling. I'm here to tell you, don't participate. It's pulling. The jealousy, the quarreling, the, the uh, sexual immorality. It's pulling. Don't participate. Give them a big round of applause, will you?
So, so what, so what then? So what then? So what then do we think about? What then do we entertain? What then do we focus on? What then? Thankfully, the Lord puts it in black and white. Philippians chapter four, verse six. It says, think only on these things. Think only about this. Whatsoever is true, whatsoever is honorable, whatsoever is right, whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is admirable, whatsoever is excellent, whatsoever is praiseworthy. Give me my checklist, please. If your thought does not check those boxes, remove and replace. Get it out, 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 get it out. Here's a moment of transparency. Mondays are the hardest day of the week for me because I'm thinking about Sunday. And I have, we have three services every Sunday. And typically the second service always goes well, but you know, the people in the first and the third, they're barely saved. So <laughs> so, it's a, so are you guys usually in the third? Sorry. Um, so I, my mind on a Monday goes to which service didn't go as well as I had hoped. Man, it is like a, someone got a, has a rope around me, pulling me. And I have to think to myself, the first thought I think is, oh, it didn't go good. It didn't go good. It didn't go good. And then all these other anxiety thoughts start coming to my mind. And it happens every single Monday. The Lord brought this scripture to me to talk to me. That's why I memorized it for my sake. It wasn't for your sake. And then I realized I'm probably not the only one. And so when I catch those thoughts, I think to myself, Hey, what I'm thinking about, is it true? Yes. Is it right? Is it excellent? Is it praiseworthy? If it doesn't check the boxes, it's not from the Lord. Can you hear what I'm saying? If it doesn't check the boxes, it is not from God. If it makes you feel down, it's coming from somewhere below. If it makes you feel up, it's coming from somewhere above. If it doesn't check the boxes, somebody say, I got it. Put your hands together for that. When we put our mind's attention, our heart's affection on them, and we fight the battle, we're not weaklings where the enemy comes in, just tugs us with a rope and we're, no, we fight. God begins to move among us in ways that we didn't even know were possible. Let me show you a testimony. Take a look at this. Hello, my name is Sheldon Borden, and I want to give you my testimony. My, my family and I have been attending Celebration Church for about almost three years now. And so over these three years, I have just kind of jumped into celebration. Our, my family has jumped into celebration and have, has put some roots down. By putting those roots down, I thought it was wise to get to know Pastor Frankie on more of a personal level. And so I found out he had a life group. And so I figured that'd be a good opportunity to go in and just get to know him. And so I remember the first time 
we we had the meeting. I went in, and and not only was Pastor Frankie there, but there were some missionaries there, and there was some some businessmen uh, in the community in attendance as well. And in that meeting, we were to go around the room and introduce ourselves. It got to me, and I just remember my heart was just thumping so hard. Uh, I was just so nervous to do it. I wanted to make a good first impression. My voice was real shaky. Um, didn't have any confidence in what I was saying. I don't even remember what I said, to be honest with you. And I remember um, leaving that meeting uh, real discouraged and disappointed. And I even contemplated even like going back. That weekend, um, I was really excited about this Saturday night service. And he, and he gave his message. And at the end, he said something about, you know, ask the Holy Spirit to, to whatever you want. You know, just ask the Holy Spirit to give it to you. And, and so I remembered thinking like, Lord, you know, Holy Spirit, I want to be an available vessel for whatever you want to do. And with my eyes closed, my hands raised, I felt like this numbness on my lips. And it was to the point where it kind of, it freaked me out a little bit. I popped my eyes open real fast and I was licking my lips to get the feeling back in it. And of course it went away. Um, I didn't think anything of it the rest of the night. <clears throat> we had a great service uh, the next night as well. And uh, the next Tuesday comes up and I go back to Pastor Frankie's uh, uh, life group, which I didn't want to, but I felt, you know what, I need to go. I'm, I've, I've uh, said I'd do it, so I need to do it. And so I go in and I'm sitting by myself and Pastor Frankie walks in. He sees that I'm sitting by myself, so he comes over and sits next to me. And we were having this good conversation and this whole time in my head, I'm thinking, whoa, like you're actually having a conversation. Like you're not fumbling over yourself. You're not sounding like a 12 year old. You're, you're actually talking like, like a man here with some confidence. It got to the point where he was talking to the whole group um, and he asked a few people to say something. And of course he called me out because of the conversation that we had before. And in my mind I said, okay, well, here it goes. Here's the moment of truth. Don't, you know, don't screw this up. <clears throat> and so I clear my throat and I just start talking. You know, this confidence just was built up in me and I'm just speaking with confidence and a boldness. And I remember um, after it, I'm thinking like, yes, finally, I'm, I, I sound normal. He invites me, Pastor Frankie invites me out to um, uh, the parking lot when we're leaving. He said, look, I want to ask you something. And he said, um, I wasn't sure until you spoke today. And when I heard you speak, I knew you were the guy. He said, I want you all to pray about taking over the youth. In my head, I'm like, no way. But, you know, to his face, I'm like, yes, sir. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just trying to look, put that confidence on. And my mom spoke to me. She's like, you know, I think you know what the answer is. I think you know what you need to do. And sure enough, I, I said, you're right. And so with that, um, we accepted that position. And I remember my lips being numb. I remember saying, like, you, you anointed my lips that night for me to speak, didn't you? And that's where this confidence is coming from now that I'm able to actually put together a sermon and actually talk in front of people without a shaky voice and I can do it with confidence is I believe that the Holy Spirit anointed my mouth that night and I'm excited to see uh, the opportunities that come uh, later on. You know, what, what I love about the Lord is 
is that all of us have, all of us need a miracle. Every single person in here needs a miracle. Maybe it's in your marriage. Maybe it's with your son, your daughter. Maybe it's a physical miracle. Everyone needs a miracle. And and what I love is there's a whole sect of Christians. uh, They've accepted Jesus in their heart as their Lord and Savior. They're going to heaven. But they're what... The term is called cessationalism. They, they don't believe that miracles still happen. And then you're in a room like this and you're surrounded with people that fit into this category called continuanism, which we believe that the miracles have continued on. And we don't believe that because we have our fingers crossed and we hope. We, we believe that because we have testimonies to back it up. And so whatever you need this morning, I believe today's your day. Particularly this section right here. If there's someone that needs a physical healing in this section right here, I believe that God's gonna, he's gonna heal people everywhere, but I'm really drawn to this section right here. Crystal begins to sing this song. I want everyone here to stand to your feet. And I just want you to put your hands like this. I want you to put your hand, your mind's attention. I don't want you to have your head down. I want you head up. I want you to just visualize Jesus to the best you can, the creator of the universe. I want you to just visualize him. I want you to whisper what you need. Just whisper to him. And then stop talking and just wait and let him work on you. Let him bring thoughts to your mind. Let him begin to heal your heart, heal your soul. There's a lot of people this morning that you're gonna get healed emotionally, not physically, emotionally. I say it every Sunday. If you get healed at celebration and you don't email us and you don't tell us about it, you're touching the glory of God. You have got to give him glory. That is as wrong as me taking the glory. Me saying people get healed because of me. See how evil that sounds? They're both wrong. You have to give him glory and I have to stay away from it. Do you understand? Are you with me? Say yes. When Crystal begins to sing, I want everyone here to stand to your feet. I want you to put your hands like this. And... I want you to, this is very important, especially those of you that are gonna come down in this section right here. Those of you in this section, when you come down, I've only done this one other time where I feel like God's gonna touch an entire section. When you come down here and you need a physical healing, don't stand here like the Statue of Liberty because it's doubtful you'll get healed if you do that. Six times in the book of John, Jesus told them that they were going to be healed, but they had to try to do something that they couldn't normally 
do. And so if your back hurts, I want you to start moving when you get down here. So I'm gonna feel stupid, look, we don't have time for pride. Someone this morning got healed of a rotator cup. She couldn't lift her arm up. And then all of a sudden she started going like this. It was beautiful, it was beautiful. But she wouldn't have got healed unless you went for it. Now, if you come down here and you can't provoke a pain because maybe the sickness is in your blood or it's in your gallbladder, then I want you to just put your mind's attention and see him just pouring like a waterfall on you and just washing it right out of your body. And that goes for every single person in this room. Just because I'm drawn to this particular section, that means nothing. God is, God is drawn to you. So the minute she begins to sing, I want everybody to stand to your feet. And if you don't need a healing emotionally, I don't have time to chase this, but I got to say it. I feel like some of you, you need a healing in your heart because God hurt you. It's not a person that hurt you, but you asked God to do something for you a long time ago and he didn't do it. And now you have the hardest time trusting him for anything else. He hurt you. There's a deep, deep gash there. I prayed for somebody about six years ago, prayed with all my mind, checked into a hotel several days in a row, cried my eyes out and she died. It took me, the Lord and I had to come and I had to say, God, I don't understand why she died. People are getting healed and she dies. I had to come to God and say, you hurt my feelings. I really wanted that one. And I had to let the Lord heal my heart. And I feel like some of you in this room, you need to hear that. Crystal's gonna sing. I'm gonna come back up here in a moment and dismiss everybody. But those of you in this section, I believe that you're gonna get healed before I even pray for you. I, I will pray for you, but the healing took place this morning without me ever praying for her. She just got healed all by herself, just standing in his presence. I'll come back up here in a minute and dismiss everyone. right here. I want you guys to come out of your seat right now if you need a healing in your body. I want you to come out of your seat right now. And expect, and stand shoulder to shoulder, but expect that you're going to get healed before I ever pray for you. Before I ever pray for you, you're going to get healed. I don't know why I'm drawn to this section, but 
And I want you to start provoking it while you're standing down here. I want you to start provoking it right away. Start provoking it. Go ahead, Crystal. crowd I want you to raise your hands and I just want you just all of you in the crowd I want you to start saying thank you Jesus right now thank him for what he's doing down here and I want if you're able to move it talk to me you can move you already got healed what was it praise God his back already praise God I want you to just start moving. And as soon as, as soon as you can do something, if you're 80% healed, I want you to let me know. I want you to let me know. I want you to let me know. Don't now, unless if you're not moving, then I'm assuming that it's internal and you can't move it. As soon as you're 80% healed, I want you to make eye contact with me and wave at me. This guy's deaf ear is about to open in the name of Jesus Christ. You got a deaf ear? Father, in the name of Jesus, open up in the name of Jesus, 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 can you hear me?
Which year was deaf? This one? Year has had a really loud ringing in it. All right, hold on, hold on. 